Hi there. This is Strength in the Details, a podcast that goes beyond reps, sets, and programming and focuses on the mental aspects of exercise, training, and performance. I'm your host, Dr. Anaja Newsom, owner and founder of Coaching Kilos. I'm an educator, exercise scientist, coach, and weightlifting athlete. With more than a decade of professional experience in sport and fitness, I've had the privilege of working with a variety of athletes and clients. And I truly believe that the impact of mental skills, motivation, and self-efficacy are often overlooked in our industry and underappreciated in exercise behavior change, sport performance preparation, and everyday coaching practices. So join me as I invite industry experts, elite athletes, coaches, and researchers to a conversation about the gritty details. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Strength in the Details, where we go beyond the debate on reps and sets and exercise programming and get to the gritty details of what it takes to really find strength you need to be successful in the gym or on the platform. I'm your host, Dr. Anaja Newsom, and I'm here with a really good friend of mine, Christina Richards. Christina is a wife, mom, weightlifting athlete, and coach. She's a small business owner in the health and wellness field and is passionate about helping others reach their goal and change their life for the better. Christina has been training and competing in the sport of weightlifting for about three years and is a national level athlete with Catalyst Athletics. She is a sponsored athlete with Vigilant CBD and with Samsung Physical Therapy. And she believes that taking care of your body outside of training is just as important as what you do in the gym. Christina really strives to set an example for her three children and three dogs at home, and she believes that if you're really passionate about something, go for it, regardless of your situation. Weightlifting has changed her life, and she hopes to connect with others to help them do the same. Welcome, Christina. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on here. I'm really excited to finally chat with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So tell the listeners a little bit about you. Who are you and what does being an athlete mean to you? I'm Christina. Um, I've been lifting for about three years and being an athlete for me kind of gave me a sense of purpose outside of uh, being a mom. And it kind of gave me um, something to work for and set goals and be able to accomplish things that I didn't you know, think were even possible at one point in my life. And it's just kind of gotten me hooked at this point and um, just keeps me coming back pretty much. Awesome. I see your smile when you talk about it. And if anyone has ever seen you compete, they know just truly how much fun you have with the sport and how much fun you have, um, regardless of the outcome. It just seems that you're really enjoying what you're doing. Um, You mentioned being a mom. So that means that you have your handful uh, with three littles at home. Um, yeah. How do you find balance in all of that? Well, one huge thing uh, for me, it, to be honest, my life is pretty chaotic, uh, but I've embraced it at this point. Um, I, there are things that I do uh, to kind of make it a little more organized chaos, I guess you'd say. Um, so like I do a lot of prepping the night before, um, you know, like laying out clothes, prepping food, you know, anything I can do to like make the morning time run smoother. I feel like it's important to getting like get started off on the right foot, you know, at the beginning of the day. Um, So yeah, that's what I try to do. And then also I have, 
you know, I have my priorities, my family and weightlifting is a huge uh, priority in my life. And so I kind of prioritize those things and then anything else would come after that. So like social gatherings and stuff, most of the time you won't catch me there. Uh, make sure that family's good and that weightlifting's good. And then everything else kind of like, you know, they're like, a lot of people don't even ask me anymore. You know, they're like, oh, Christina's not coming, you know? And it's just like, that's just the way it is uh, for me now. And I'm okay with that. Like my life is, I guess like some would look at it and be like, that's all you do. And it's like, yeah, but I'm happy that way. So. <laughs> and you look happy. And I think that that's an important thing that you bring up. Um, we have a lot of listeners who, you know, may not jump into something like weightlifting or powerlifting or any type of sport because it does seem time consuming when you um, kind of factor in the, the amount of training, the amount of recovery, um, time away from your, your family and friends and things like that, school, work, all of those things kind of weigh on us. And I think it's really important that we highlight the, the balance, but also prioritizing, right? Like, every season of your life may be different. And right now this is your season. Your season is about weightlifting and it's about your family. And those two things are your priorities. And, you know, you know, maybe 10 years from now, your priorities may look different and, and thus your schedule may look different. And I think people just have to learn to embrace that a little bit, like wherever you are kind of in your season, be able to prioritize that. Um, and clearly it can be done. You just have to kind of sacrifice some other things. Um, how I'm sure that that family support is critical in helping you achieve your goals. Um, you know, how does that that social support and that family support help you become a better athlete? Well, I can tell you right now, I would not be able to do anything without my husband. Uh, we are very much a team effort uh, couple. And it's so fun. So he was a, um, an athlete when he was in high school and a little bit of college played basketball. And so he kind of understands like the sports aspect and like he gets that. Um, but I remember like going to Bailey's like when I first started lifting and Bailey's is kind of like a globo gym for those of you who don't know. And I remember like squatting like, I don't know, 100 pounds, 120 pounds. And I remember coming home and being like, babe, I squatted 120 pounds. And he would like look at the video and he'd be like, eh, you could do more. <laughs> like, oh, I can, you know? Yeah. But it was, he, like, he always like believed in me and was like, like, you got this, you know? And he's like so supportive. Um, and so without him, like I would not be able to do anything just for the simple fact of him supporting me and always having my back. And then being able to, hey, like go to training, you can drive to Orlando if you want to lift. And I got the kids like, you know, he's always like had my back in that sense. Um, I've had my parents like whenever he has to work and I have to go away for competitions. My parents have literally come from North Carolina. Um, they live in North Carolina to like watch the kids so that I can compete. And like that I'm forever grateful because it just means so much to me that they would be willing to do that because it's a lot to ask of someone yeah. um, a lot to ask of your partner because it is like you said it is so time consuming training is time consuming the traveling is hard it's also very expensive um and so in in that sense just having someone that has my back um i'm just forever grateful for that yeah that that's family support 
Um, support from partners is definitely something that I, you know, I, I don't compete as much anymore, but I'm still training as an athlete and that requires a lot of time. It requires um, not just physical, like the physical um, currency of time, but it also requires time in the sense of like meal prep and time in the sense of like enough sleep and time in the sense of like you know, you didn't just start this thing last night. Like this has been three years in and, you know, day in and day out and having to kind of, you know, maybe put some things off for a couple of years that, that you may have wanted to do and the money that you invest in, in training and equipment and coaching and traveling and things like that. Um, that's a, it's a big deal and it, and it requires a ton of family support. And I, I always like, you know, I always thank my partner my husband is probably one of my biggest fans, if not my biggest fan in this world, he believes in me in ways that I don't even believe in myself. Um, and I think that that's so important. Dealing with, I've had injuries, um, in the past and like dealing with the, like being able to support you emotionally through those times is huge too, because it takes a toll on you when you have something that you like to do and it makes you happy and that you know, it's almost, you know, how people always talk about how it's therapy or, you know, in, in a sense that like being able to, you know, go lift is such like a, a joyful part of your day. And then having an injury and really not being able to do that is it takes an emotional toll. So having someone being able to support you emotionally through that time, that was like a huge thing for me, too, like when I hurt my back. So. Absolutely. So the family support is definitely one of the, the driving factors and being able to, to be successful in the sport or any sport that you're doing, but it also requires a ton of discipline, right? There's a ton of discipline required to get up, to eat correctly, to get your sleep, to get your recovery in. Uh, what does discipline mean to you and how can people uh, really n- uh, n- nail down like finding discipline in their own routine? What are some some things that people can do to, to become more disciplined? So I actually learned uh, this from my nutrition coach. Uh, I use uh, working against gravity and uh, my nutrition co- coach, Taylor, mentioned uh, like when we first started working together, she mentioned um, what are your, I had to have three non-negotiables, right? It was three things that I like, it was non-negotiable. It needed to get done no matter what. And it was kind of a way to help you like stay on track. So whether it's making sure you're in bed by nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, me, it's like 8.30. Yeah, I was going to say 8.45, 9 o'clock. About that time. <laughs> um, or it's making sure you get to the gym three days a week, five days a week, or making sure that you're whatever, like if there's a a diet goal, um, that you're looking like maybe cutting out sodas or alcohol for a while, like just to try to, you know, your three non-negotiables. So that was kind of like something that I learned, uh, from her that really helped like those things get done regardless, like no matter what, like that gets done. So, you know, I think deciding again, like what your priorities are and what you want to do and just sticking to those things. Yeah. I, you know, just kind of to reiterate something that you said, discipline, 
um, doesn't happen overnight. And I think that so many people fail because they try to go from zero to a hundred, right? Like they try to start this new routine and they're like, I'm going to go from completely sedentary to working out five days a week, or I'm going to go from like eating out at McDonald's every day to like all of a sudden trying to do a body recomposition and meal prep every single day and cut out sugars and, you know, count my macros or whatever the thing is. And it's like, you know, discipline is a long-term effort. Like it requires you to kind of break it down into bite-sized chunks that I really like the three non-negotiables. Like what are three things that you can just focus on for, you know, the next week or the next two weeks or the next month until they become habit? Because eventually that nine o'clock bedtime is going to become your like habit. And you're, it's not even going to require a lot of effort anymore because it's just, that's what it is. Like my eyes are going to close. (laughs) One of my non-negotiables, it was 10 o'clock. Yeah. That was time. And now it's 7.55. I'm ready to go to bed. (laughs) Absolutely. Got it. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so I, I really want uh, our listeners to take away from um, in order to be able to maintain discipline, it has to be realistic, right? It has to be something that you can achieve. Sometimes when we try to, you know, achieve multiple things all at one time, it gets overwhelming. And I think that's where folks, you know, kind of fall off the wagon because they're trying to take on too many things. Um, and so that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sorry for jumping in, but I just wanted to kind of reiterate that point. <laughs> Um, Christina, I was inspired by your story related to deciding to take ownership of your own health and wellness. Um, and although I didn't watch your journey, I think you and I share a similar story of body recomposition and kind of maintaining that change in the sport. I lost a lot of weight a couple of years ago, um, which it was weight that I didn't even really realize why I was gaining it. And it took, you know, doctor's appointments and all kind of health things to, to kind of figure it out. But once I did, what it came down to was just deciding to make the change, right? Like we have the tools, there's not, you know, one way to achieve body recomposition or weight loss or whatever your goal is. But what were some of those mental and practical strategies that you used uh, in your own weight loss journey? Well, I went through, so after I had my third, I gained a lot of weight with each pregnancy. Um, And then after I had my third, uh, I remember specifically going to a store to try to find clothes because like I didn't have anything that really fit. And I was like trying stuff on in the dressing room. And I'm like, I don't think this is gonna like make me feel like I can't find any clothes that's gonna make me feel better and feel healthier and not feel tired or sluggish. Like I just wanna feel like myself again. And I was like, all right, forget this. Like I'm I'm on it. Like I like I've I've had enough of this. Like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be like, I'm not gonna just look good for a mom. I always hate it when people say that. Like you look good for having three kids or whatever. It's like I don't want to be just good for that. Like I want to I feel good. I want to be strong, just strong. You know what I mean? So after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to like really get on it. Uh, my husband eats like really healthy too. So that was another thing. Like I said, we're like a team. So it was really nice having like, we did it to get, like we did it together. Like he's like in a, a support system. Uh, I got into like juicing celery juice carrot juice stuff like that and it just made me feel good Mm -hmm. to be eating vegetables and like 
I felt good on the inside. Like I felt like I was like doing my body like like it like treating it like I should, like giving it all the things it needed, you know. Um after I had my kids, I was like, man, my body's like I had three kids like really close together. I had an all natural and I just feel like my body's like really done a good job. <laughs> like I brought humans into this world. So like I should probably treat it a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like have have some freaking vegetables, you know? So like that's kind of like where I went with it and it was more I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to like treat my body and like kind of like respect it for like everything that it's like done for me and and gone through. So that was kind of like my mindset and ch- and changing is more of like just giving it what it needed and like what was good for it. Yeah. One of the things that you just mentioned, and and I want to highlight this point because it is, it's so impactful. Um, I work with clients who are um, working on nutrition um, as a certified nutrition coach. And one of the biggest things that I ask them is why are you doing this? Like, what's your why? Um, Why is this so important? Because I feel like that kind of drives the mindset behind nutrition, right? Um, We all have, you know, tried and tried to do something new for the first time. And inevitably it's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging, but if you're why, yeah, it's hard. It's new. Like you have to adapt to it. Um, but one of the things that you just said is like, I'm doing it because like, I just want to feel good. It's not for someone else. It's not because of someone else. It's not for some, you know, external or extrinsic motivation. It's for me. And, and when I think about nutrition, when I specifically, as it relates to kind of fueling your body for sport and fitness, like eat so that you feel good during training, eat so that you can, your body does so much for you. Like, like what you just said, your body does so much for you every single day. And, you know, the demands that we put on our bodies as athletes is incredible. Like we put so much, so much demand on our body. And then, you know, when I talk to some of these athletes and they're like, oh, well, I skipped breakfast because I wasn't hungry. And I'm like, okay, but but why weren't you hungry? Or, you know, like, let's talk about what breakfast really means and signifies for you. What is your relationship like with food? And I think that that's kind of the the driving uh, factor behind the mental aspect of, you know, changing your body or uh, body recomposition. I think so many people hone in on the practical aspect, either counting calories or uh, counting macros or whatever diet that they're trying, you know, keto this or whatever that, but like when it comes down to it, your why is so much more important than the how you're doing it. Right, absolutely. Um, Christina, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the relationship that you have um, with your, your body now and how you kind of, you know, use that in, as it relates to training, like your, your body is strong and it's, it can recover and it can do really great things. Um, what are some things that you can talk about and help our listeners understand about like what our bodies do for us in training and how you can have a positive mindset behind that? Well, I feel like it's very important. And I know a lot of people think, that it can sound like uh, like an excuse, but I think it's important to realize um, and kind of acknowledge what you're asking of your body. I feel like we don't really do that. Like 
we don't sit and say, hey, <laughs> I've had a really heavy week of training. And then like when I, when I went to camp, I, I went heavy all week at camp. Then I flew all day Sunday. Well, Monday morning, I'm training. And I went into training with the mindset, like you had a, not as an excuse, but as most like a, all right, you had a rough week last, like a heavy week last week. Your body's feeling pretty beat up. We're going to take it one rep at a time. And I wasn't, I didn't have these expectations that like, oh, I'm going to like, this is, these are going to be the best snatches of my life. I didn't think they were going to be the worst snatches of my life, but I was taking it into consideration what I've asked of my body through the previous week. And I'm thinking of what it's been through, how long it's had to recover or not to recover and going into the session, knowing that. So I, important that we kind of acknowledge like if you're super stressed out with your kids and you're super stressed out with work and this is something that I try to you know stress to my athletes that it doesn't it doesn't like you have to consider this stress as stress on your body and know that it can affect your training mm-hmm. and that's okay like right. it's okay to not have every training day the best training day but to know that your body is trying you know, right. you have to like understand that your body is doing it's the best it can. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I wanted to kind of touch on, most people don't try new things because they're afraid to fail. Um, they don't really go for their goals or they won't really articulate their goals out loud because they're afraid to fail. One of my mantras um, that I carry with me into every aspect of life, training, sport, otherwise is failure is not fatal. Um, let's, let's talk about overcoming failure. Um, I know that you've had your own fair share of failure. Um, one recently, maybe it's not so recently COVID has kind of like changed the calendar for me. (laughs) Uh, It was States 2020. Okay. Uh, when I bombed, um, and it was super upsetting um, I, I, I immediately, like right after I was upset, um, of course anybody would be, uh, but immediately I was like, okay, what do I need to do better? Mm-hmm. What do I need to change? What happened? You know, and kind of like figure out what I needed to work on moving forward. I didn't dwell too much on it. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to quit weightlifting. Like, no, we're going to get right back in the gym and we're going to fix what we need to fix and move forward. Right. Um, to, for me, it was hard. I, um, I was lifting in my garage. Uh, and so I went from lifting completely alone all the time to States, which is a huge meet. Um, there's a lot of people and I have anxiety anyway. I was already anxious like the night before, like stressing out about it. Um, and I just like, I felt like I had anxiety throughout the whole, almost to the point where I didn't like, I couldn't I didn't feel like I was inside my own body. Like I didn't feel, I couldn't, like I couldn't, it was just, I was not myself. Right. Um, and so moving forward, I hadn't had a, a, a mind shift uh, and had to change the way I was thinking. Cause it's like, um, I do this because I enjoy it. Like I like doing it. And I remember putting a whole bunch of pressure on myself during that meet. Uh, I, I needed to hit this number. I needed to try to do this. And it's like, you're going to hit what you're going to hit. 
and I like, you know, I tell myself that it's like, we're going to go out there and we're going to do the best we can. Right. But this isn't the end of the world. Like, you know, like it's not the end of the world. So I kind of had to like change that way of thinking and know that I enjoy doing it. Like I enjoy lifting. I enjoy weightlifting. It's my thing. Um, and so from kind of then on, like my mind, you know, I've just been like a kind of a different athlete. That's really great to hear. And I think the way we process those feelings, because like you said, it's okay to feel sad or, or disappointed or frustrated or whatever in those moments. Like if you didn't feel that way, then do you even care about it? You know what I'm saying? So like, it's important to really have those feelings, but it's important to understand how we process them and how we can kind of reinvest that energy into uh, kind of something more productive, right? Like Sometimes yeah. disappointment can be destructive and sometimes sad, sadness and frustration can be destructive, but like, how can we re like reinvest that energy into something that is a little bit more productive? Um, what would you tell our listeners that you can learn from failure? I feel like you should look at it as an opportunity to get better, um, an opportunity to grow and to learn from each failure because there's going to be like struggles down the road there's without a doubt like there's always going to be a struggle and I think that each time you're faced with failure or you know any type of struggle it's only going to if you look at it as like a growth opportunity and look look at it as preparing yourself for the next time you come upon a struggle then it's like it's only making you better like it's only going to make you stronger so, I mean, like, for instance, bombing at States, I have missed my opener in several different competitions since then. And I was like, I got it. Like, I have video of me being like, I ha like, I'm missing my second attempt. And I'm like, I have it. I have it. You know, <laughs> it's whereas at, at States where I bombed, I was like, as soon as I missed my first one, I was like, <gasps> Oh my God. You know what I mean? But instead of like losing my cool, I, you know, I held it together. So it's just like taking those opportunities that like, and looking at it as an opportunity every time, you know, something comes up or you fail, or you don't quite hit what you want to hit or whatever the case may be. And just looking at it as an opportunity to grow and get better and be stronger mentally. Right. Um, well, I want to, I want to respect your time. I know you have some things to do, but I think you've shared so much with our listeners and I want to kind of give it to them in a, in a kind of a summary, like those gritty details. What are, what are the top three takeaways that you would have for listeners walking away from this plat, uh, podcast that they can apply on the platform? Well, I feel like if you're really passionate about something, regardless of the situation, if your situation isn't ideal, just go for it. Um, it doesn't have to be, all the stars don't have to align. If you really care about something and you want to do it, just go for it. Like whatever it takes by any means necessary, just go for it because it's going to be so rewarding when you start hitting your goals or you start succeeding or you really start doing what you want to do. So that would be one. And then also uh, in regards kind of to that, um, you're going to have people around you that are going to talk down and not believe in you and maybe even say negative things. And a lot of times I feel like those people um, can be people that you would consider a friend. Mm -hmm. um, keep those people at a distance uh, because it's important um, 
like a, a real friend or people that you want to have in your corner are going to be people that are going to help you find solutions to any problems you may come across or like they're going to be the ones encouraging you to like reach your goals and to do stuff um so keep those negative talk people away and then like the people who are supporting you and like encouraging you to go chase your dreams and your goals and stuff like that keep those people close um and then another thing that kind of ties into that is um like along with like the struggles there's always going to be struggles and just use that as an opportunity to grow um and just almost like a test to see whether or not you're really going to like stick through it or if you're just going to fold in the towel because um there's without a doubt going to be struggle after struggle um and just use it to better prepare yourself for the next one that comes along awesome well thank you so much i'll make sure that i uh, include those in the show notes so that people can uh, know what this episode was about and make sure that they get the highlights from the episode before you go got a quick game for you um, okay quick game of this or that all right first thing that comes to your head can't think about it just gotta go with your first gut instinct um first one workout indoors or outside outside actually really I would not have guessed that okay <laughs> um I'm off to a bad start I always try to see like how you know how well I know the person um running or biking oh god biking but neither <laughs> barbell or kettlebell Ooh, barbell early morning workout or late night sweat session early morning okay pre-workout or coffee before a workout both, <laughs> both? Christina, you're not exploding. So I've been doing like half and half recently and I love it. So I've been doing coffee in the morning and then Kristen Pope has a new pre-workout and it's cotton candy flavored. Uh-huh. It's delicious. Okay. I'll it's definitely- the, I've, this is actually the only time that I've tried pre-workout, but it's so good. I'm like <laughs> all about it. So I have to say both, but it would be like, I can't live without coffee. Like that's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apple Watch or Garmin? Neither. <laughs> I have a timer, a $2 kitchen timer from Amazon that I use for my on the minute work. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Gym training session or garage? Ooh, probably gym because my garage is sloped. <laughs> Mine too. And I thought that I fixed it this time. And nope, it is very much not fixed. fixed in those videos make it look like. <laughs> um, vacay in the mountains or toes in the sand at the beach? The mountains. Wow. Okay. Uh, music or podcasts? Music. I'm a music person. I, and on the next episode, we'll definitely have to find out what's on your playlist because I swear your playlists are like fire. um favorite post-workout snack Ooh, probably whatever I have for lunch so like rice and tofu (laughs) kale (laughs) very um appetizing yeah very (laughs) vegan of you but also like don't get too don't get too fancy on us out here um last one what emoji are you using right now I like the one where it's like the the guys like blowing smoke, like like little smoke cloud. That's like my favorite. It applies to so many things. It's like, oh, that's a hot song, and it's like that emoji, or like 
whoo, that was a tough workout. <laughs> you can use it for a lot of different things. I, I get that. Um, I've been using the cat hard eyes or the upside down smiley face. The upside down smiley face I use for a ton of different reasons. Um, sometimes it's kind of like, you know, yeah, okay. I like um, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but sure. Let's go with it. Um, anyway, thank you so much for your time, Christine. I really enjoyed it. We'll definitely have to get you on for part two. Um, and this was really great. I hope the listeners get a chance to learn a little bit more about you. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so good to talk to you. You too. Will I see you in Columbus? Oh yeah, I'll be there. All right, I'll see you soon then. All right. All right, bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Strength in the Details. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Instagram at Strength in the Details for more information on future episodes and guests. Also, drop us a note. Let us know what topics you'd like to hear. You can support the podcast by liking and sharing content on social media or subscribing to the YouTube channel for free. You could visit the link in the bio, Strength in the Details, to donate to production costs or visit coachingkilos.com forward slash shop for new merch and represent Strength in the Details in the gym or on the go. Thanks so much for listening and we'll chat again soon. Until next time, may your squats be strong and your lifts be big. Here's to going beyond the reps and getting to the strength in the details.